64,000 is the median number of words per book. Average person reads about 200 words per minute. Simple math will tell us that is one book in 320 minutes. To accomplish this in seven days, numbers say you would have to read for 45 minutes a day. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification button, like, comment, and share. Enjoy. Hello, and happy day. How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor S.F. Walker. I am here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise, to walk, their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week, as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. Today, we look at the power of neuroplasticity by Shad Helmstetter. In this video, we look at how the use of new technology that allows us for the first time to look deeply into the human brain while it is working we have begun to learn more about how the brain is wired and how it works. And most importantly, we have learned the role that our thoughts play in the wiring of the brain and the creation of our success as individuals. We look at neuroplasticity. We discover how we can personally use the discovery of neuroplasticity in our everyday lives and learn to rewire our brains for ourselves. Now that is making a critical difference for countless individuals. Stick around till the end. I will share with you some tools I haven't used that will help you tremendously in this game of life. Discover a way to find out what actually motivates you. What innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. And I will share some tools to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management. You are creating, at this moment, the person you're going to become tomorrow. And you are physically wiring that person into your brain. For many years, we believe that the human brain stopped growing or changing when we were young. And everything we were thought about our behavior was based on that belief. We now know differently. The breakthrough of the discovery of neuroplasticity is that your brain is designed to change throughout your lifetime. Your brain is changing at this very moment, right now. No matter where you are in your life or what age you are, while you are listening to or reading this, your brain is literally rewiring itself. The discovery of neuroplasticity did not begin with what it can do for the mind. The initial discovery started by helping stroke victims regain the use of muscles they once thought useless. And then also teaching people with learning and physical disabilities how to literally rewire and then retain 
their brain functions. What we have learned is changing our world. What goes on in your mind and in your life changes your brain physically. When you think or do something repeatedly, your brain actually changes its physical structure, your environment, your experiences, your emotions, your attitudes, your self-talk, all of your perceptions. Your brain is imprinting itself with every message it gets. With the discovery of neuroplasticity in the human brain, our old notion that our lives are set, that we are destined by our genes and our past to follow the path that fortune gave us, has been thrown out the window. With what we have learned, your past isn't really what counts because your brain is constantly rewiring itself with the repeated new messages it does receive. How you decide to wire your brain next is what really counts. This book is about the renewed mind. It will show you that it's not where you've been, it is where you choose to go next that counts. It is not who you've been, it is who you decide to become. And that changes the story you are about to live. If you read the greatest self-help books of the past decades, you recognize the rules that they have taught us. Set goals, think positive, learn to be organized, manage your time, remember that you create what you believe in the most, focus on what you want to achieve, work hard, and never ever give up. Now we will be looking at them in a new, updated, and more scientific light as we now have discovered the key to each of them working is neuroplasticity. The science behind the development of personal growth was not yet fully understood, of course. However, it was undeniable that personal improvement methods like changing one's attitude, thinking positively, and setting goals were working. The brain itself works physically, chemically, electrically, neurologically. Lasting success had to be a product of the mind, but also the product of how the brain is wired. Personal growth in any repeatable form is never an accident. That success is a result of mental programs that do begin at birth, and often stay with us throughout our lives. What has been identified is the importance of self-talk as a practical way to change those programs based on the premise that your brain is changed by the thoughts you think. Finally, after many years of thinking the old way about the brain, within the space of a few short years, a new era of computer imaging technology stepped in. New experiments could be conducted that provided the right kind of self-help thinking was on the right track all along. With this new technology, scientists were able to see a very different picture of the human brain. And neuroscience 
began to change its mind for the first time with new research technologies such as positron emission tomography, PET, PET, functional magnetic resonance imaging, fMRI, transcranial magnetic stimulation, TMS, and other new tools for brain imaging and mapping. Neuroscientists were able to see inside the brain while it was working. And what they saw literally changed their mind, changed the overall picture of the brain actually works. For the first time, scientists saw that the human brain, instead of being set and static, continually reprogrammed and restructured itself. They saw that the brain grew and changed moment by moment, input by input, and thought by thought. The brain was plastic, malleable, and it was not only growing new neurons, it was rewiring itself. And this amazing plasticity wasn't only happening in the brains of the young, it was happening throughout the entire lifetime of each individual. The brain itself is plastic and it's able to change. And that plasticity creates a neural activity feedback loop. That is, the brain sets up a continuing, self-perpetuating cycle of success or failure that lies at the heart of why we act, live, and feel as we do. For each of us, our neural activity feedback loop does all of that because it is designed to get input, record it, store it, and then with enough repetition, wire in a new neural pathway, and then finally act on that pathway as though it were true. No matter what it is, when you think it, your brain records it. And in that same moment, your brain compares that thought to every other neural program it has previously stored that agrees with it. And in that moment, your brain not only acts on those programs, but it also begins to record the same message again, making them stronger. Happy brain or unhappy brain? There is a way to get an idea of what your brain might look like while there is still a chance to do something about it. You may already suspect what you would find. Here's how to do it. Artists who create illustrations of the brain often use different colors to denote different areas of brain function. Color your brain in a different way. Let's say you have a picture of your brain, a simple outline sketch with nothing colored in. Now, let's say you have three colored pens. One is gold, one is gray, and one is neutral with no color. What we will do in this illustration is to color your brain with the thoughts you think. The gold pen is for your most clearly positive, healthy thoughts. The gray pen is for your negative thoughts. And the neutral pen without color is for thoughts that are either neither one nor the other. 
Now, in our illustration, we're not coloring in one or another area of the brain to show the section of the brain and what each of the section does. We're coloring in the entire brain to show us the quality of your thoughts. So start by asking you the question, how are you today? And you can answer that right now in your own mind. If your answer was fine or okay, imagine you take the neutral colored pen and make a neutral mark somewhere on your brain picture. Now, if you said incredible, outstanding, mentally use the gold pen and make one gold mark anywhere on the picture. Now, if you said my day is terrible or who cares, visualize selecting the gray pen and making one gray colored mark on your picture. Now, as you go through just this one day, each time you think a conscious thought that you are aware of, stop for a moment. Mentally select the pen, most accurately describing your thoughts, positive, negative, or neutral, and then make a mark on your brain picture. At the end of the first day, how would your picture look? If you had actually colored in everything you said and every thought you thought, either gold, neutral, or gray, positive, neutral, or negative, what color would your brain picture show the most? Imagine doing that for a month. Then imagine doing it for a year. At the end of the year, if you had marked in color that represented everything you said and every thought you thought, what color would your brain picture be? <laughs> the purpose of this exercise is to let you know that although you may not be carrying colored pens with you and coloring each thought you do think. Your brain is doing exactly that. Coloring your brain is the essence of the neural activity feedback loop. Your brain is right now looking at the color of your thoughts, recording them, programming them, and then sending those colors back to you as a picture of you. When you repeat those same positive thoughts, your brain records them and the positive process continues. When you do that, you begin to create a positive neural network in your brain that will help you change your thoughts, your attitudes, and your actions. This neural activity feedback loop literally shapes and reshapes who you become and it continues to do so for your entire life. With this discovery, we have the missing link that explains both neurologically and behaviorally why we do what we do and how we change, why one life works and another does not, and what each of us can do about it as we live out our own lives. The neural activity feedback loop provides a pattern of success and happiness. The gold-colored brain is not luck, and it's not limited to something only some people get to experience. It is where you want to go, not where you've been, that counts the most. Like a computer, the brain does not evaluate the accuracy of each message you give it. 
can you type something into your computer or into your portable device that is not true? Of course you can. Otherwise, we couldn't write novels or political speeches. The process in your brain that stores all those messages, you do give it every day, accepts anything. You tell it. Now the storage part of your mental computer doesn't know whether what you're telling it is true or false, right or wrong, positive or negative, bad or good. It just stores it. And if the same message is repeated often enough, the brain wires it in and acts on it as though it is true. Neural pathways are created by repetition. 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 In the simplest terms, what's actually happening in the brain is that each repeated message you give to your brain either creates a new neural pathway or it reinforces a pathway that is already there. It is not your genes that determine your future. We thought for a long time that our genes ruled our lives. It was generally believed that genetic determination, the genes that you were given at conception, play the principal role in who you would be. And for the most part, the kind of life you could expect. The theory held until neuroscientists discovered that your genes are more of a blueprint than a map, and that your blueprint is most similar to everyone else's. Research in neuroscience then revealed something else, something startlingly important to all of us. Your genes, your DNA, are like switches that are activated, that is turned on or turned off by your environmental perceptions, and in this case, by your own thoughts. Your genes are like switches activated by your thoughts. We have few beliefs, attitudes, or opinions about anything that are truly ours. We borrowed most of them. We may think we have original thoughts, but only a very few of our thoughts come even close. What you think about the home you live in, the clothes you wear, the job you have, the people around you, how much you're worth, the colors that attract you, the way you vote, the car you drive, the television shows you watch, the values you hold, the food you like, the books you read, the fears you hold, or the dreams you keep, all are the result of messages that got recorded in your brain, formed pathways, turned into highways, and became your truths. You are the programs you have now. There is no part of your life that escapes these programs. They are a foundational part of every thought you think and every action you do take. Without your programs, you would have nothing to ground you. You would have no purpose, no focus, no hope, no sense of self, and no belief in anything. Obviously, then, our programs are extremely important. We need them to survive. But. What if many of the programs we do have are the wrong kind? What if many of them 
are negative and work against us. That would suggest the question, are my thoughts really mine? Do I really think anything for myself? Am I really a unique individual with thoughts of my own or am I just the result of programs I have? The answer is, you have the chance to become the real you, the unique individual you, only when you take charge of your input and only when you control your programs. When you do this, your own free will becomes a reality in your everyday life. Wiring your future starting today. Neuroplasticity means good news. Fortunately, your fate is not sealed. Your future is not cast in stone and the programs you do have now. As we will see, if you do have programs that are working against you, you can get rid of them or change them. The brain gets rid of circuits that are no longer being used. An important tool the brain uses to keep itself running efficiently with as few as possible unneeded circuits as possible. It is called pruning. Pruning. The brain will get rid of neural pathways that are no longer being used or are no longer necessary. That's where the term regarding the brain, use it or lose it, actually originates. If you have programmed pathways you want to get rid of, the brain is actually designed to help you delete them. And here are just a few of your most powerful programmers. Number one, your friends. Friends are the top source of programs that do get wired into your brain. Friends are the people you choose to spend time with, of course, which should make you question just how qualified a programmer each of your friends is. Ask yourself this question. To which of your friends would you give your mental keyboard for a day and let them type everything they want to type into your brain, knowing that your brain would record it and could even wire it in, if repeated often enough. Remember, your friends are wiring your neural networks, even when neither of you are aware of it. Number two, your family. Your family is similar to the friends group. But there are important difference, differences, the first of which is you get to choose your friends. That means you can whoa, change your friends. It is much more difficult to get a new family. Another difference is that while the messages your brain receives from friends may have strong emotional content from time to time, programs from family members are often filled with emotion. This wires more circuits and the program it creates becomes stronger. Another reason family programs are strong programs is because of the amount of repetition of the messages that does take place, simply due to proximity and the amount of time spent together. Remember that in the brain, the strongest program wins. So make sure your positive programs are your strong programs. And number three, people you work with. This is another group of people you may not have much choice in selecting. If they are part of the job you want to keep, 
the people you work with can also rank high in the amount of programming they create in your brain, simply due to the amount of time you do spend with them. The opinions, ideas, and beliefs you hear from the people around you are all programs. When you hear those opinions, ideas, and beliefs repeated frequently, you can be sure your brain is busy wiring thoughts into your head. Their thoughts. With few exceptions. Here's a really good rule to follow. Unless you ask for them, other people's opinions do not count. Let me repeat that. Unless you ask for them, other people's opinions do not count. In fact, when someone gives you their opinion about anything that has to do with you, it is actually their programs about themselves that are talking to you. What other people think is based on every one of the programs that are wired into their brains. And none of those programs is based on you. It is based on them. Opinions are opinions, nothing more. Advice from a friend may be well-intentioned, but it is not your future hopes, ideas, and dreams talking to you. It is theirs. This is about your independence, your personal responsibility, being smart, thinking for yourself, and choosing your programs for yourself. Picture one. The basic computer. This represents your physical brain, the mental computer itself. And its internal memory storage is where the permanent programs that manage the computer's operating system are stored. The computer, with its program, does not actually think for itself. It just records and stores the programs it has been given. And its operating system then acts on them. Your basic computer is your physical brain. Picture two. The software. This represents your neural pathways and circuits we call programs. These are the programs of information, experiences, and perceptions that are added to the software library your computer has been storing since before you were born. Picture three, the computer operator. This is you. Now, the you that you are aware of, this is your conscious thinking mind. This is your thinking mind, the part of you that is consciously watching this video right now. This is the self-aware part of yourself that you do live with each day that you see as the real you. Now, some people, especially those who are not aware of brain processes, believe that the conscious aware you is the only you. The reason many people perceive this to be the only you is because this is the part of you that is able to consciously enter new messages into your brain's software. Put another way, this is the you that thinks. Each of us has a miraculous quality of the conscious mind that is able to override previously stored programs in our mental software 
and create new decisions, which are made seemingly independent of, or even in spite of, our old programs. Picture four. The silent controller. Now this is your brain on autopilot. Your computer has two operators, your conscious mind and your silent controller. One is the mind, your conscious, active, thinking mind. The other is the invisible, synaptic, neurological process that goes on behind the scenes, within your brain, choosing, selecting, and making thousands of your choices for you, day in and day out, and as a result, literally voting on, determining, and creating the life you live each day. We now know that from the moment you decide to take control, your mind has the power to change neural networks that control your attitudes, actions, and feelings, and even the neural networks that control your personality itself. Something we used to think was a lifelong and unchangeable thing. You can overwrite the conscious autopilot mechanism by choice, and then create new neural networks of your own choosing. Your mind and your brain are not the same thing. The reductionist view sees the mind as being nothing more than the end result of brain chemistry, a view that has been challenged by quantum physics and perhaps even neuroscience itself. The more we learn, the more it appears that the mind manages the brain and not the other way around. The mind can do things that cannot easily be attributed to the physical brain itself. It is your mind that is aware and self-aware. It is your mind that is creative, gives you inspiration, and is the inspired and inspiring you. It is your mind that sees beauty in symmetry and in sunset, and is moved to write sonnets. It is your mind that consciously chooses to love. It is your mind that sees beyond the everyday electrochemical computer chatter of your physical brain and shows you your true potential and purpose. It is your mind that reminds you of your greatness. It reminds you that you were born with unlimited promise. It is your mind, not your brain, that is the visionary you. It is your mind that is the you that hopes and dreams. It is your mind that is the you that chooses to have faith. It is your mind that sees far beyond the three pounds of gray matter that your brain is composed of. And it is your mind that shows you a greater purpose, far beyond procreation and survival and the meaning of life itself. Your brain doesn't do all of that. Your mind does. With this understanding, we change from the powerless and pointless attitude that tells us life is life, and you have little or no control over it, to the far more practical attitude of life is what you choose to make it. How would you like it to be? This is where free will comes into picture. It is when you use your conscious mind to exercise conscious control over the autopilot and exercise your free will to do so.
that you actually put your true self in control. One of the most helpful things we have learned about neuroplasticity is that there are specific rules to follow if you want to deliberately wire your brain with the right programs. Practicing these rules helps the programs to be imprinted more rapidly and lastingly. All of these rules work together and complement each other. So you get the best results when you do pay attention to all of them. The seven vital elements for wiring positive programs are following number one, mindfulness, number two, choices, number three, intention, number four, focus, number five, repetition, number six, emotion, and number seven, belief. All of them begin with what takes place in your mind. So to apply them, you think about them. The result is that you consciously help your brain create and store more of the programs you want to acquaint yourself with the seven rules. Answer the questions in this short questionnaire. Number one, am I being consciously mindful? Am I always aware that my thoughts are programming my brain? Number two, am I making my choices consciously? Or are my old unconscious programs making them for me? Number three, do I know exactly what my intention is? Do I know exactly what I want? Do I know the goal? Number four, do I focus on my goals and on the programs I do want to create? Number five, am I using repetition to create the programs I want to create? Number six, am I adding positive feelings and emotions to the programs I am creating? And number seven, do I have strong positive belief in the outcome? You will be able to notice a difference in who is really in control of your brain almost immediately. Remember, repetition creates habit. And the whole point is to get your autopilot, which controls your unconscious choices and actions, working for you instead of against you. And there you have it, the power of neuroplasticity. Please do help out. It is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too and spread the word. Leave a comment and do share your thoughts. Subscribe to my channel. Stay up to date. And the link to this book is in the description below. So you buy it and you read and you never stop learning, especially learning about yourself and nature. So gift yourself by taking the free human needs test on my website and find out what actually motivates you. What innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. And if you feel you are ready to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management even further, do check out my Master of Life Awareness program. The links are in the description below. Thank you. Love and respect.